Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh everyone. For those of you new to our series, in this tafsir we look at key verses from the Quran pertaining to business, finance, money or society, ponder over them and share some reflections and actionable points of benefit. Today I'm going to be going through the verse 115 and 116 of Surah Al-An'am and share some reflections on its meanings. So without any further wait, let's get into the verses. So the verses go as follows. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وتمت كلمة ربك صدقا وعدلا لا مبدل لكلماته وهو السميع العليم وإن تطع أكثر وإن تطع أكثر من في الأرض يضلوك عن سبيل الله إن يتبعون إلا الظن وإنهم إلا يخرصون and the translation of the verses goes as follows. The word of your Lord has been perfected in truth and justice. None can change his words. And he is the all-hearing, all-knowing. O Prophet, if you were to obey most of those on earth, they would lead you away from Allah's way. They follow nothing but assumptions and do nothing but lie. And I was having to think about these verses and subhanAllah one thought came to me that was painfully obvious that we humans don't take Allah's words seriously enough when we think of it Allah tells us something is haram what do we do we try to think oh why is it haram is there any instances where it's not haram we try to find ways around it we try to question Allah until it becomes painfully obvious to us why this action is haram Take riba, for example. I met someone a while ago who said to me straight up that he thinks that interest makes sense and that it's normal and that it's perfectly okay and it's justifiable. I was completely dumbfounded. Like, how can anyone justify an action of which Allah said that he, someone who takes riba, is as if he is going with war against Allah and his messenger? It's such a severe action. Here someone is who is Muslim, by the way, that's saying that it's completely justifiable. And I just could not get my head around that. And that person then tried to explain it through logical means saying that, look, if you're lending money out, like, you know, it gives an advantage. And if you're getting something in return, it allows people to want to be more willing to lend money out. And I was like, look, it doesn't matter what kind of justification you make for it. The transaction itself, everything down to the technical detail is riba, which has been outlined in whole haram by Allah and his messenger. How can we go about justifying this? But yet Muslims do. There are Muslims out there that are saying, yeah, but riba is allowed and riba is okay. And we live in this society. There's one thing where there is literally no other option. You have no other way to engage other than through riba and then sometimes you know the scholars of that region may make a concession for it but that's not what we're talking about here we're talking about people that have options that still choose to side with something that is you know very clearly against our sharia and it's only when these things backfire and hurt that people go oh yeah now it makes sense so we don't take allah's word seriously now look at the state of the world the economy today Riba 
for the history of humanity, it was never normalized up until the last 100 or 200 years ago, since the modern banking system first came in. Before that, all religions considered riba to be a, a heinous crime. It was considered oppression of the highest order. But only recently, in the past couple of centuries, riba became normalized. Now, we've become so normalized to it, to the fact that we can't see anything wrong with it. But Allah has told us it's wrong. And that should be enough reason for us to then be against such a thing, to not tolerate it, to want to look for something else, to look and seek change. Now, the second verse that we looked at, Allah says, that if you were to follow or obey most of those on earth, they would lead you away from Allah's way. They follow nothing but assumptions and do not do anything but lie. And what we can see is that this is so true. Look at our economy. Look at the world leaders of today. How many people trust politicians to go on their word? Very few people do. How many people trust the corporations that influence and dictate policies both regionally, locally, and globally. No one trusts them. Everyone knows that they lie. People literally, politicians are practically, the stereotypical politician is a known liar. What more can be said? And these are the people that are leading, leading, quote unquote, our world. Allah says that if you are to follow most of the people, they're going to lead you away. They do nothing but lie. And it's true. And that's why riba is being pushed so heavily. This modern banking system is failing. Look at the state of the economy. How many recessions does the world have to have? And how many cost of living crises do we have to endure before people realize the system does not work? It does not work. But still, you have people that are fully invested, fully bought into the system. They believe that this Western economic capitalist banking system is the way forward. And the Muslims are importing this very system into their countries. And you can see where there is resistance. Any countries that wish to resist the modern banking system, the Western economies deal with that countries in very negative ways. There's sanctions on them, there's wars on them, and all sorts. All in all, what I'm trying to really say is that we have Islamic models for these our Lord and our Messenger وسلم, have given us clear guidelines on Islamic economic system. But no one wants to learn the guidelines. No one wants to act by those guidelines. But we have to. If we want to show the world the true beauty of Islam, we need to show them that how Islam is better for them. And how can we do that? It's by educating ourselves, understanding the modern economy and understanding the Islamic economy and what's the difference. And then when we understand the difference, we can talk about the benefits that an Islamic an economy that runs on Islamic legislation, how much it would benefit the Western economy. I mean, just today I was going through TikTok and so many people were crying about the cost of living crisis that's going on and the recession that we're diving headfirst into. It's a sad state of affairs, but you know, you can blame the system for that. It's not the people's fault. It's the system's fault. But in the end of the day, the system is propped up by the people and the people that support it. So what I'm trying to say is that 
We need to make more of an effort to understand what Allah is saying and to act upon it. We need to know that, okay, Allah's made something haram. So we need to do our best effort to find alternatives to that and stay away from it. Because the more we stay away from it, the more we can protect ourselves and put barakah in our wealth and not anger Allah by engaging in things that he has clearly prohibited us from. And finally, the last point that I would like to make before we conclude this tafsir session for the week is do what you can to institute change. Sometimes many of us have the finances available to seek other measures. Sometimes those measures such as an Islamic mortgage might be more expensive or might be a bit more longer or might be a bit more long-winded to pursue. But overall, our Lord will be more happier with us in that transaction than he would with a riba conventional haram transaction. If that's in your sphere of influence and you can do that, then you absolutely should. Conversely, some person might not have that option to go to. So then, you know, you look at what you can do and then use that. Even if it's just educating your children on halal and haram when it comes to financial transactions, that is a very big and significant step. So do what you can to institute change. I'll say first and foremost that we at Islamic Finance Guru put this to the test, you know. For example, we knew that many Muslims didn't have halal pensions. So we instituted a template that had a legal opinion that we handed out for free to people to give to their HR departments to ensure that their HR departments granted them Sharia compliant pension options. Similarly, we saw that there were many people that students in the UK that didn't have access to halal student finance. So then we petitioned and campaigned for that. And inshallah, we hope that we can petition and campaign and work on many other things to make halal financial instruments more accessible to Muslims, not just in the UK, inshallah, but everywhere. But yeah, we aren't the only ones that can do this. We're just regular people. You guys can too. So wherever you can influence change, definitely try to do so in a positive manner. And with that, we conclude Jazakallah Khairan for joining this tafsir session. And inshallah, we will be back next Wednesday for another one. Take care. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. If you got this far, you must have enjoyed the podcast, which means you'll definitely love our other episodes and other content we produce as well, inshallah. Be sure to check out the website, islamicfinanceguru.com as well as our YouTube channel and social media. Until next time, Assalamu Alaikum.